Hello and welcome to the You're an Asset podcast. I'm your host, Casey the Dollar. And on this podcast, we find out who's an asset in the financial industry and who's just an ass. On this week's show, we're going to circle back to a person that we discussed on episode one, which is none other than the famous Curtis Ray and his MPI product. In light of recent events, and by recent events, I mean I've been posting content from episode one on TikTok and Instagram, Curtis has had a lot of things to say, and I have a lot of things to say back, but... TikTok doesn't let you go into much detail, so we're going to continue that conversation, and it's going to lead me to talk about the cost of insurance and the real cost of insurance. I say that because a lot of insurance agents, they don't like to talk about the cost of insurance, not because they're making money off of the cost of insurance, but because as a salesperson, you typically try to avoid conversations that are going to make your client or customer turn away from purchasing the product or whatever it is you're selling. And I am not a saleswoman. That is not what I do. Curtis Ray, though, he's a salesperson. And we're going to get into it. Curtis Ray is not happy with my content, naturally. I didn't expect him to be anything but upset with my content, but these conversations I've had with Curtis have not led me to think that I've said anything wrong so far. So let's talk about it. Little refresh. Curtis Ray has an MPI product. It's an IUL. It's a rebranded IUL. And he and a company called Honest Math have been going back and forth. Honest Math is a small company. They pride themselves on doing honest math. And they're calling out Curtis Ray for his claims. Curtis has made a lot of claims about his product and how just this one product can outperform every single product put together on the market. And what I mean is a 401k, a Roth IRA, an IRA, a brokerage account, all of them combined. Curtis wants to believe that his one life insurance policy beats them all. You don't need anything else but an MPI. And Honest Math has over and over again proved him wrong. And Curtis doesn't, he just doesn't want to believe it is really what it comes down to. You can go to honestmath.com, look up the math, the calculations, and then go find Curtis's social media and see that Curtis just says, no, <laughs> you're wrong, Honest Math. And that he doesn't have anything else to say other than, nah, you're wrong. From my viewpoint and what I believe and what Power 3 Financial believes is that an IUL, a traditional whole life policy, whatever permanent cash value policy you're using, they should not be a standalone product. It is something that enhances your financial portfolio. It enhances your life. It enhances your money and your finance options. But never have I ever thought, oh, an IUL is all you need. You don't need anything else to retire to save money, and to protect you from any unforeseen medical illnesses or injuries that arise later in life. An IUL and a Roth IRA, in my opinion, are magic. 
magic. Say that's all you can do right now as far as your income. That is beautiful. Both accounts are tax advantage. Both of them are going to spit out tax-free money to you during retirement. If those are the two accounts that you have, perfect. I would say that's awesome. That's a great place to start. Anything on top of that, now you just have more income streams. So let's get into some of the points that uh, have come up since posting content and getting to talk to Curtis Ray about what he thinks about the You're an Asset podcast and uh, what we've said over here on the show. I do have screenshots for this that will probably just pop up in the screen here any second, but... Curtis claims that Honest Math has actually manipulated the numbers to fool the consumer. And I've gone through the conversations. Every time Honest Math comes back with a, here's the math, Curtis, and the math is not in Curtis's favor, Curtis asks them, hey, can you do this percentage of fees? Can you show this number going into the MPI product? Can you put the 401k's fees at a certain amount? And Honest Math goes and they do it. They change it to make Curtis happy. And then they come back and Curtis just says, no, it's wrong again. And he says that they're manipulating the numbers to fit his viewpoint, which from what I've seen, Honest Math has done nothing but tiptoe around Curtis's feelings, do exactly what he asked for and he's still not happy with it, they're on the third calculation at the moment, and they won't send it to Curtis because they want to go live with him and talk about it. But Curtis won't. I wonder why he won't just get on a live with Honest Math while they present him their new calculations. Now, when it comes to the fact that Curtis just says that Honest Math is manipulating numbers, they're manipulating the consumer, I go back to a point we made on episode one where I called out Curtis for uh, manipulating his own illustrations to, like he says, quote unquote, fool the consumer. In Curtis's MPI illustrations, he, he has fake data. So if you're going to call Honest Math, manipulators. To me, I feel like it's just projecting his own actions and self-beliefs onto other people. What I love about the thread of comments is that not even just me and, and people close to me and people that I work with were coming after Curtis. Random people started coming after Curtis and saying, why won't you go live with Honest Math? Why won't you listen to them? I love it when strangers on the internet came and supported uh, our claims and were like, yeah, no, Curtis, I I've seen the math. I've seen the conversations and you're the one that's wrong here. And he gives he gives no rebuttals other than you're wrong. And that's it. Which just that alone is enough to tell me that there's some weird, sh weird shit going on. Side note, I've been listening to the podcast and I cuss a lot. Some of the episodes even had to be marked explicit, and I'm low-key proud of that. I'm low-key proud of the little E next to the episodes, and I almost prevented myself from saying shit right now, and then I was like, why? Why am I, I going to do that? It's natural. It's, it's my podcast. <laughs> now, something I want to talk about, too, uh, on this same point of Curtis just saying that the numbers are manipulated, is that the first calculations that... Honest Math did, I went through these, I went deep into these calculations because I was upset that Honest Math was calling MPI the same as an IUL, which it's not. But 
the calculations show MPI versus all of these accounts, 401k, IRA, brokerage account, Roth. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but the overall value that came from MPI versus all of the accounts combined, MPI wasn't that far off. MPI wasn't like giving a total value of half a million while the well-defined contribution plans in the and the stock market were resulting in $3 million. It was only a few hundred thousand dollars that MPI was short. If I was Curtis Ray, I would take that as a win. I'd be like, listen, one product versus five, and you're telling me that 300 grand is a big deal? I would have taken that as a win and shut the hell up. Been like, yeah, I mean, you could have one product. Sure, it's going to be, it's going to have less of a result than all five of your products combined. But I go back to my viewpoint and Power 3 Financial stance on this whole thing. Then have an MPI and a Roth and a brokerage account and your company's 401k. And then you win. Like, Curtis, you win. But the, the idea that he keeps arguing because he wants to be correct, that it beats everything all by itself. It's ridiculous. He should have stopped so long ago. Now, let's move on to uh, point number two. His biggest comeback every time I say anything or just like his first comment on these videos has been, you're a liar and you're uneducated and you don't even know how to read an illustration. So let's talk about illustrations. Illustrations are not guaranteed numbers. Illustrations, they are a prediction. They're a quote. And Curtis keeps coming back to this idea that, oh, well, you don't know how to read the illustration. Oh, it says everything you need to know in the illustration. Okay, sure. But the illustration is not real. The illustration is a prediction of a possible outcome. So if you're telling me just to go look at an illustration, you're telling me go look at a possible outcome and that might be right. And he's basing his entire claim on a prediction. Which that's what a salesman does, right? They they tell you this is a possible outcome, but I'm not going to say possible. I'm going to just tell you that that is the outcome, and you should you should bet on that. You should put your money right here based on a prediction. And there's nothing else to say about it. That's what an illustration is. Point number three. He claims I'm uneducated about IULs because I keep asking about the negative. 4% floor that I've been bringing up as one of my main points. Now, the best we got out of him is that it's deferred for life. It's a 4% interest rate on the loan that could result in a negative 4% loss, meaning there's a negative 4% floor. And he's saying that that 4%, it's deferred for life. So what does that mean? Right? It means that the loan rate of 4%, which is on these leveraged life insurance loans to help his clients leverage their policy more at no cost. But besides that, if you're confused, please listen to episode one so when I go into more detail about all of this. But the negative 4% that we see in these illustrations and in the math, he's saying it's deferred, meaning that you're not technically paying the 4% interest on those loans during your lifetime, which, okay, fine. We're not paying the 4% upfront if the loans don't pay off. Because when 
you do the relock program in an MPI product, what's happening is you're leveraging this bucket of money that's an equal size to your cash value. And it's possible that the leverage doesn't work out in your favor and you end up resulting in a negative return. He's saying you don't have to pay it. Fine. Okay, you don't have to pay it. But the money has to come from somewhere. So when he just keeps saying it's deferred for life, it's deferred for life, what he's not saying is that money is ultimately going to come out of your cash value or your death benefit later on. And that does make me want to circle back to that that line of credit that we're using to make all of this possible. The line of credit, I asked him about this. He was telling me, okay, if a client has $10,000 in their cash value, they'll get an equal size line of credit, which would be $10,000. That $10,000 is being leveraged into your policy as a loan with an interest rate. So ultimately, why, why is he saying it's deferred for life? It's because that's, that's the best way for him to defer the truth <laughs> and uh, paint a very pretty picture which I understand if your main focus is sales, then you're you're going to tell the whole world to your clients, anybody who has an issue with it, the pretty side. You're going to paint them a beautiful picture of what's happening and you're going to keep lying, keep deferring the truth. I, I really like that, actually. Curtis Ray is deferring the truth. You, you heard it here first, folks. He also tells me, you know that your IUL also defers interest. Yeah, but I would literally never say that. I would never say, oh, Mr. John Smith, all of that interest on the loan that you're seeing in this illustration that's accruing, it's just deferred for life. I say you owe interest when you take a loan and that the loan and interest amount is deducted from the overall value of your policy, which there's a very, very big difference there, you guys. I, I hope that you can see that. Okay. Point number four is one of my favorites. He claims that MPI has 30 years of data. And this was something I already knew that he, that he was doing. But he stitched my video and comes right out with it. MPI has 30 years of data. It blows everything out of the water. And he tells me that I'm reaching by saying that that's inaccurate. He commented that leveraged life insurance inside of an IUL started in 1997. Also, a leveraged IUL is not an MPI product. Uh, a leveraged IUL would be a basic IUL set up properly that you take your own cash value and you loan yourself the money with interest and you pay yourself back. That's leveraged life insurance. There's no line of credit that mysteriously appeared. And that's not MPI. So again, it's just an IUL that he's referring to, which leads me to a point I made before already, is that you can do everything that Curtis claims with just an IUL. You do not need MPI. You do not need Curtis Ray and his relock program. You just need an IUL. Simple as that. It is just a rebranded IUL. And it makes him a shit ton of money. Because imagine, if you imagine that, Somebody putting $6,000 per year into a life insurance policy after three years, that's $18,000. If your cash value at year three is sitting at, let's say, $12,000, you can start loaning and accessing that money 
for yourself, ultimately increase the value of your policy by taking out those loans. And you don't need this extra line of credit, but by having the extra pile of money, that's making the policy bigger, which is making Curtis Ray's paycheck bigger. You guys, that's that's really a lot of what's happening here too. Considering that there is only one insurance carrier out there that is allowing Curtis to use their IUL to promote his product, he's made a deal with these with this company and this carrier has got to be also profiting off the fact that they're working with him. If I didn't know anything about insurance, I might say, Curtis Ray, you're a fantastic businessman and salesman. But being in this seat and having the information I do have, I can see that you're just lining your pockets. And I really hope, I really hope that anyone selling MPI is, is making a decent amount of money not because they're selling MPI, but just because they're trying to make a living. And I really hope that that the majority of it is not just going back to Curtis. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I have an inside source who went and was recruited by Curtis Ray to sell MPI. And I say inside source because this person has sat on Zooms with me. They were very close to Power 3 Financial at one point. And they are licensed in life and health. So MPI, you know, new shiny thing. Wow, okay, let me see what's what's going on there. And potentially start working with MPI and Curtis Ray. Well, this person casually slips it in one day. Oh, yeah, I was going to work with, with Curtis and sell MPI. You have to pay him out of your pocket to be able to sell MPI. And if we know anything about the insurance industry, which if you guys didn't know this, I I hope I'm not going to blow your mind right now, but a lot of companies in the insurance industry are MLMs. And once again, Curtis has found a way to profit off of this industry in a way that lines his pockets more. He tried to tell me on social media because I called him out about it three or four times saying, hey, Curtis, how much do your agents have to pay you? Hey, Curtis, how much how much do your agent have to pay you? Please tell us. And finally, he responds and he was like, they only pay me $97 because I offer them A, B, and C. And I really hope, I really hope that people are making money, that they're not going broke just trying to sell his product to people. For reference, I have a company where at one point there were seven agents. Were any of them paying me anything? No. Not a dime, not a dime. Now, there are things that go on as far as paying for leads or doing app splits, but I actually give my agents multiple different platforms to help them run their business in return for, hey, I'm going to give you leads and we're going to do this app split, which doesn't feel super important for, for listeners who are trying to learn about insurance right? But as a business owner, if you're trying to provide opportunity to people, you don't turn around and say, okay, and you owe me a portion of your income. When you're the big man, you're already making the most. How are you going to do that to people? And there's a, there's a certain creator or two creators that come to mind 
when I think about people promoting MPI, they're what seem like a lovely couple on TikTok, and I, I won't say their names, but they just had a baby and they started promoting their business as far as selling MPI. And I hope that they're doing well. But the idea that they're starting a family, they're getting into a new industry, and they're having to pay Curtis a portion of their income. Like, Curtis, how do you sleep at night? I just don't, I don't understand. Okay, point number five. Um, I called Curtis out for MPI only starting in 2020. He did try to rebuttal me and say that uh, MPI started in 2014. And a lovely human uh, who I have no idea who he is came on my page and was like, Curtis, like you're full of shit. Don't lie. Uh, You were introduced to the finance world in 2014. If you were introduced to insurance in 2014 and in the same year created MPI, I don't know that anyone needs to know anything else other than that to then decide, is this really a product that that I want to put my money into? A random guy gets into the insurance world, gets a license, which is not that hard to do, comes up with a new idea that no one's ever heard about before, the relock program. And within nine years' time, he's got 1.2 million followers on, on TikTok talking about it. I just... The, the math isn't mathing for me. The, the experience level is not making sense. I've been in the industry for going on three years, and it would, it would take a lot of time and energy to come up with a brand new idea that would beat existing retirement accounts all in the same year. Like, if that's true, Curtis, why are you not being recognized? I mean, really, like, Why aren't more insurance carriers offering your product? If it's so great and it's going on nine years and sales are fantastic, why has only one carrier picked it up so far? But the the truth is that that's not true. He has not started MPI since 2014. If you go to his website, you will see the words, Curtis was introduced to the world of insurance and finance in 2014. And after several years of research, came up with maximum premium indexing, which is his MPI product. So the fact that it's literally online and he's in the comment section saying, no, it was started in 2014. Like, pick one. If you wanted to have a false narrative, put it on your website, man. Don't just, don't just put it in the comment section because now you'd look silly. Even if Curtis had started MPI in 2014, and was in the industry for, let's just get like a couple years, right? MPI would still not have a track record longer than nine years. We're still not sitting at a decade. And he claims this 30 years of data, 30 years in his, in his illustration. Even if his false claims were true, it's still a brand new product. And there is not one single person out there, maybe other than Curtis, who could possibly have an MPI product for more than 10 years. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Last but not least, point six. This is actually my favorite point from Curtis uh, last week. And our friend McCall Marshall actually posted a video about it because we were so floored by, by what he said. 
he posted my video where he's, he stitched my video. He posted on his TikTok page. And somebody asked in the comments, like they do, do the fees of the policy fluctuate over time? And Curtis responds back, they decrease over time. What? What? Is all I could say for so long. And even if you watch, if you watch McCall's video, which you can find her at Living Lively, she was on the show last week. She makes this video in the heat of the moment. And that's what she's, she's going, what? What? <laughs> what? It's insane. I immediately said, that's a lie and took a screenshot because I could not believe that he was going that far to tell people in his comment section that the fees decrease over time. He pushed back and he was like, historically, the fees decrease and then proceeded to try and backpedal and say like, oh, like I thought you meant this this fee and not the cost of insurance or like the premium. He tried to claim that, oh, like the cost of insurance decreases over time, which the cost of insurance does not decrease over time. It actually increases unfortunately. Nowhere does any permanent life insurance policy say, hey, the fees will decrease over time. You can put less money in. Now, could you put less money into your policy? Yeah, you could. And your policy could be designed in that way that you're putting less money in over time. But the money that you contribute into your insurance policy is not the cost of insurance. Those are your contributions. That's the money that you have access to after the cost of insurance is taken out. There are multiple fees inside your IUL. None of them decrease. Some of them fall off, meaning they go away after a certain amount of time. But to be telling people, potential clients, that the fees are going to decrease, for me, was the nail in the coffin that Curtis is nothing but a salesman. He, Curtis is not after the truth. He isn't after helping people. His, his sole focus is sales, uh, unfortunately. He's willing to mislead people to get them to buy. He will tell you all the pretty stuff and, and leave out the ugly because he's a salesman. He's not a helper. He's not a truth seeker. He's literally a walking, talking advertisement. And that's it. His goal is not to help the consumer or middle America the goal is to line his own pockets, and that is it. So let's talk about the fees. Cash rate life insurance policies are valuable, rising costs or not, okay? I think that they're extremely beneficial. And why I'm not concerned about decreasing fees is because of the idea that if the policy is structured correctly, you're not going to notice an increase in the cost. Over time, as you're contributing to the policy, the policy's value is going to go up. If you remember, there's a 0% floor inside of an IUL. And so it's impossible for us to lose money to a market crash. You will never see even a negative 1% return. It's not possible. We have a 0% floor. We're protected from market loss. So that being said, the value of your policy is going to continue to increase over time. When the insurance policy gets really expensive is when you're in your late 60s, uh, mid 80s, okay? Because that's when you most need it. 
that's when you most need the insurance. So if you've had a policy for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years even, the value of your policy is going to be in the hundred thousands, if not millions of dollars range. And you're earning interest on that number every single year without fail if you're working with Power3 Financial. You could have a 0% year and earn nothing, stay the same as you were before, which is also totally fine. But Power3 Financial does have a strategy where we guarantee that your policy earns interest no matter what, meaning that the value of your policy is always getting bigger and you're always earning more money than you did the year before, considering we earn the same interest rate, right? Whether you touch your money or not, whether you take a loan from your policy during retirement, the overall value of your policy is not going to decrease because of that 0% floor. And we're always going to be earning interest on a bigger and bigger number. The interest that you're earning during those years is going to offset the costs of insurance. So as long as you never deplete your cash value, which if you depleted your cash value, the policy would lapse, you wouldn't have a policy anymore, right? As long as you never do that, the overall value of your policy is going to continue to go up. You're going to cover the cost of insurance and replenish your cash value for the following year. If you're earning even, let's say, 4% interest on $800,000, you could just pull out the interest on your policy and keep your cash value exactly where it was. Because there is a difference between your account value and your cash value, right? Your outstanding loan balance is your cash value minus any of those loans. And you'll see the loans taken from that cash value, but that account value is never going to change. You can even see this in an illustration. It shows loans coming out. It shows the account value getting bigger. You can have a cost of insurance breakdown printed out that's going to show you three different fees that are coming out of your policy. There is the cost of insurance, which is actually the cheapest of all three of the costs. There's the administrative fees, which is actually the most expensive. That's the cost to keep your policy in force, to manage the investments, for you to have access to your policy's back office, for you to be able to call a customer service representative, for you to have the 0% floor, and for your policy to keep being maintained are all included in admin fees. Cost of insurance is the cost of the death benefit, which when we're talking about an IUL specifically, the cost of insurance is like a term policy. For example, a million dollars of term insurance can be as low as $30 a month. So you're going to see that as the cost of insurance. Admin fees can be high. They're going to be the highest in those, in those years of age 65 to around 85. And then the last fee is the premium expense charge. Now, the carriers that I and Power3 Financial work with, the premium expense charge goes away at year 10. A lot of carriers, the premium expense charge does not go away until you stop funding the policy. Some last for 20 years, some last forever. It's all subject to which carrier you're using. Now, that is something that's really important to me and, and to the team is what is the premium expense charge? How long does it last? When does it fall off? And what we've also discovered is that the carriers we use, the premium expense charge is 5% of the annual premium. We've seen as high as a 9% annual premium expense charge. 
which is pretty significant if you ask us. We we don't prefer to use this company that's giving a 9% expense charge on the total premium going into the policy because we know that there are companies out there that that offer 5% and it's 10 years, it's gone. That's for everybody across the board. That's standard practice for this carrier. And we like that. We think that's important. And you know, I've said it on the podcast now, so I got nothing to hide. We always do with a cost of insurance breakdown. You can see all three of these things. And if people want to really get into it, then we get into it. Some people, it's it's less of an issue because they can see the accumulation in the policy, the interest earned, and any bonuses that are being applied to the policy's cash value. IULs a lot of times have bonuses. Whole life policies do dividends. So depending on which one you use, there are two different ways to earn money inside your policy. But so again, if you do one of these cost of insurance breakdowns, you'll see all three charges and then you can see the earnings as well. They're called annual deductions and earnings reports. And if you're working with an agent who's who's not one of us, ask them for it and tell them Casey the Dollar told me to ask for the annual deductions and earnings report. And they can print that baby out. You can do that at any carrier for any illustration. Is every agent going to do it? Probably not. But it's honestly not a scary thing because like I was mentioning before, the whole point of the IUL, if it's set up correctly, is that you get to a point where you're earning so much interest inside your policy on the account value. It could be anywhere from 20 to 50 grand that you're earning. Cost of insurance is $5,000. If you're a reasonable person and you see the value of life insurance, you're going, okay, the cost was five grand for the year, but I earned 25,000. I think, I think the policyholder wins. I think that if you understand math, that's a $20,000 gain. And where did that $20,000 go? Straight to you, straight to your cash value, to the account value. And that's money that you have access to. Tax-free money that you have access to, nonetheless. Which we really, we need to get into the taxes on one of the future episodes. That might have to be coming up soon. Anyway, cost of insurance does not decrease. The cost of insurance always increases. It's, it's just how it is. And it's not scary if you work with the right agent. And if your agent explains it to you, if they set you up in a properly structured policy and they do right by you, which if you're interested in getting an IUL, getting a whole life policy, becoming your own bank, working with an agent who specializes in permanent cash value life insurance, look no further than Power3 Financial. You can reach out to us by emailing us at power3financial at gmail.com or just go straight to our website, power3financial.com <laughs> and, and send us an inquiry. I hope that this episode was educational and I hope that some new light was shed on cost of insurance, cost of IULs and why it is not as as scary as people want to want to believe. I think that's a wrap catch content of the show and our latest episodes on my TikTok and Instagram. You can find me at Casey the Dollar. This has been the You're an Asset podcast where we find out who's an asset in the financial industry and who's just an ass. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye. The 
You're an Asset podcast is not giving financial advice. We are not licensed financial advisors, and our licensing is strictly in insurance products. The information that we talk about is specific to the products that we work with. We cannot guarantee that other agents will have the same product features that we discuss on the show.